Croeso Canes Iroidva, my brave young Kalachumnichi. A very warm welcome to our morning worship in the parish of Kasluchur and Gosainen. It's so good to have you with us. I hope as you journey with us today that you'll see Jesus more clearly, you'll follow him more nearly, and learn to love him more dearly. As we embark on our service today, investigating a little bit more about who Jesus is, let me pray for God's blessing over us. I'll pray the special prayer of the church, the collect for today. Almighty God, who sent your Holy Spirit to be the life and light of your church, open our hearts by the riches of your grace, that we may bring forth the fruit of your Spirit in love, in joy and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so let's worship together.
The reading is taken from John's Gospel, chapter 6, verses 24 to 35. Once the crowd realised that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? God, Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the, the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is the Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our great Redeemer. Amen. Imagine for a moment that you were a first century Jew. I wonder how you'd have felt witnessing some of the miraculous acts that were part of Jesus' ministry giving sight to the blind, unstopping the ears of the deaf, enabling the lame to leap like the deer of the field. It seemed as if there was another new miraculous act around every corner. And just before the Gospel today, Jesus does a new incredible thing. With a few bread rolls and a handful of fish, he feeds a vast multitude, more than 5,000 men, women and children. People were beginning to ask of Jesus as they witnessed these things. Might he be the long-awaited, long-expected and promised Messiah, the one that we've been waiting for? Might he be the one that the Old Testament scriptures is pointing to? And they followed him in huge crowds. Today, as the gospel opens, a large crowd is seeking Jesus. They go to Capernaum and they find him there and meeting with Jesus. He realises that they're seeking him not for who he is, but because of what he's been able to do. Look again. Truly, truly, he says, you are seeking me because of the signs that you've seen, because you've eaten your fill of bread rolls and fish. You're seeking me, not for who I am, but because of what I can do, because of the signs of power that you've seen me fulfill. In other words, Jesus is looking deep into their hearts, searching out their motivations. Are these people drawing closer to me because they're eager to know me, to love me, to experience me, to know my joy and my peace? Or are they simply wanting a free meal? Something for nothing? Their fill of fish and bread? It's obvious that the crowd that Jesus encounters is there because of what he can offer them and not because they've truly known who he is. And so my first point today is that we ought to search our hearts to consider our motivations. Why do we say that we follow Jesus? Is it because we enjoy coming to church? Because we like the fellowship? Because we might enjoy a sing-song or a cup of tea with like-minded people who are at a similar stage in life as us? Yes, it's true, all of that is important and it binds us together as a community. But ultimately, why do we gather? Is it because we recognise Jesus for who he is? Because we know him? Because we love him? Because we long to be more like him? It's clear from the reading that the crowd today follow Jesus not because they recognise who he is, but because, they, but because they long to get something for nothing. And Jesus challenges them. Don't work for food 
that will perish, but work for food that will endure to eternal life. And the crowds are quick with their rebuttal. Jesus, if you want us to believe in you, give us a sign so that we can see that you are that long-awaited, long-expected, promised Messiah. Now at that point, you can imagine Jesus taking a, a deep breath, looking up to heaven and thinking in his own mind, God, give me patience. I've enabled the blind to see. I've enabled the deaf to hear. I've encouraged the lame to rise up, to take up their mattress and to walk. I've fed crowds of more than 5,000 people with a handful of bread rolls and a few fish. And they're still asking me for a sign? Why are they so blind? Why can they not see and so Jesus, as he watches them, asking for yet another sign, he says to them, you want to do the work of God? This is the work of God, that you believe in the one who he sent. And they, of course, they heed Jesus' words, but they look back. Well, you're asking us to believe, Jesus, we need a sign. Look at what happened for our ancestors in the wilderness. Moses gave them miraculous bread, manna to eat, so that they might know that God was good and faithful and true. We need a sign like that in our day and our time, so that we can see that you're the promised one. Now they're referring back to a time when God's people were taken out of Egypt where they lived under the cruel grasp of a wicked pharaoh. They longed for a new and better day, for a land where they could live as God's distinctive people. And God had promised that one day he would rise up a leader who would take them out of Pharaoh's captivity to that place where they could live as God had promised. Moses was that man. He brought them out of Egypt, through the Red Sea, and into that promised land. But along the way, there were many unexpected twists and turns. They began to look back as they were hungry and thirsty in the wilderness. They looked back and they said, well, life was tough in Egypt, but at least there we had water to drink and food to eat. Moses, why did we trust you? Why did we put our faith in you? And as they became increasingly weary, as they became ever more stubborn and began to look back and more and more, God gave them the manna in the wilderness so that they might be reminded of his goodness, his faithfulness and his love. Journey on, believing and trusting in me. And this brings me to my second point today. We face so many challenges in our lives. Life is so hard, isn't it? Not least during the last year and a half, we faced so many unprecedented challenges, once in a generation challenges because of this pandemic. As we have negotiated our way through our own wilderness, it's been easy to question God, to wonder whether God is real. 
It's been easy even to forget God, to turn our backs on him. But as we've become increasingly weary, as the questions well up in us, the challenge is the same, to delve into the scriptures, to remember the the stories of God's faithfulness in years gone by to our ancestors, to remember that that story of God's faithfulness in the wilderness is part of our story. And also to look for those little signs of goodness in our lives, to search out for God's blessings. One of the things that I do deliberately as I begin every day is to pause and to look for five things that I'm grateful for. Sometimes it can be really difficult and I have to search hard, particularly if I'm facing challenges. But every day, as I stop, as I pause, and as I search out, increasingly trying to be intentionally grateful and thankful, I'm surprised that there are always things to say thank you for, always little blessings to celebrate and rejoice. And as I call them out, as I remember them, It changes my mood and it shapes my attitude. It reminds me that God who was faithful to my ancestors in the wilderness is the same God who is faithful to me today. And as I remember and call to mind that God is good and faithful and true to his promises, past and present, That enables me to look forward with joy and with confidence, even as I face challenges in the future, because I know deep down that I have a rock in my life that is not to be shaken. I have a God who is good, who is faithful, who is loving and true. A God who in Jesus has revealed himself, shown his goodness and his love in a way that I can see, know and understand. Taking on mortal flesh, he revealed the entirety of himself. And I hold on to Jesus as I face challenges present and future, remembering his goodness that goodness that is an anchor in my life. Truly, I say to you, Jesus said, the bread that Moses gave in the wilderness was not from Moses, it was from your Father in heaven. The bread came down from heaven. In other words, don't lose heart in God. Rejoice in him. Take hope in him. He is not abandoned or forsaken you. He is always there, even if you cannot see him. And in the wilderness, God made a promise to Moses. The manna that nourishes and sustains you, it's here today and gone tomorrow. It feeds you for a while, but soon you'll be hungry again. One day, 
there will come a new and better leader, a leader who is greater even than Moses, who will nourish and sustain your deepest longing, your greatest hunger, your biggest need. And ironically, as Jesus before this gospel today had opened, brought the crowds together and fed that vast multitude with just a few fish and a couple of bread rolls, he was revealing himself to be the fulfillment of that promise. You want to see God? You want to know God? You want to experience his joy, his peace, his love? Look no further than me, Jesus said. I am the bread of life. I am the bread that will sustain your greatest hunger and your biggest need. And this brings me to my final point. Life and all its challenges, we look for relief in so many things. We look to the world and all it can offer, to worldly wealth, to friendships, to family, we think that if we get the newest bit of kit, that little bit of technology, if we get a bigger home or a newer car, perhaps that hunger within us will perhaps subside. Jim Carrey said, I, I wish that everyone could become wealthy and have all of their greatest and biggest desires so that they would know that that is not the answer. The truth is there's a longing in all of us, a hunger in each of us that can never be satisfied or never be filled by the things that the world can offer. We're made in the image of God. There's a God-shaped hole in each and every one of us and it can only be filled by Jesus. If you're watching today, and you're longing for something and not finding the answer in even the best that the world can offer. Think of Jesus. Ponder his promises. You may be a skeptic. Well, I challenge you today to be a skeptic with integrity. Look at the evidence before you make up your mind. Consider the difference that following Jesus continues to make in the lives of millions of people across the globe today. Think about how Christians the world over, even when they face challenges, can talk about a peace that passes all understanding. Think about how Christians in following Jesus when they face grief and death can celebrate it with joy because they know that it isn't an ending, but a new beginning. Look at the difference he makes. Think about praying. Delve into the Bible. There are resources on our website that will help you to do that. If you have questions, that's a great thing. Get in touch with us. We'd love to listen, to support you. Not to tell you what to do, and what to believe, but to create a space where it's okay to ask those questions and where it's safe to investigate.
and to come to conclusions for yourselves. Jesus promises that he is the answer to that deep longing that is in each and every one of us. He says that he is the bread of life that will feed our deepest hunger. And so today I challenge you, if you've been a Christian for many years, to remember what it's all about, to keep the main thing the main thing, to be growing in your love and your service for Jesus. And if you're perhaps on the outskirts, even if you're a sceptic, I challenge you to be a sceptic with integrity, to look at the evidence, to investigate Jesus, and to think about the difference that following him could really mean for you. Amen. Let us pray. 
Let us humble ourselves before a holy God. Father, we give you praise for the beauty of the earth and the glory of the skies and for your love beyond all time. We give you thanks for the air we breathe and for food and clean water we have so abundantly. We thank you for your grace, for your mercy, for your peace and your protection, Lord. The Lord is here. His Spirit is with us. Loving Lord, we pray you open our eyes to see the need around us. Open our ears to listen to your still, small voice. Open our hearts to more truly know the greatness of your love and that your grace will bear fruit in our lives. We thank you for continually interceding for us as you want more of your children not to be lost. The Lord is here. His Spirit is with us. O Lord, the great and awesome God, God of heaven, who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey his commands. Lord, we love you and we thank you that you love us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, our counsellor and comforter, who keeps Satan away from trying to claim us by listening to the voice of the world and preventing us from reaching out to those who don't yet fully know you. The Lord is here. His Spirit is with us. Lord of the universe, Lord of galaxies and governments, no name or power is exempt from your rule. As the thief on the cross shouted to you, remember him when you come into your kingdom, so too we pray, remember us, Lord, as we face dark days, despair and challenges. Help us to remember our hope and salvation is in you. We pray for a full understanding of what you have done for us by going to the cross and to death and your death, burial and resurrection to cleanse us from our sins. Let us try to understand the depth, the width and the height of your love for us so that we too should love one another and not become conceited and hypocritical which, provo which provokes envy and jealousy amongst each other and distance from your spirit. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. Lord, we thank you for this time with you. Thank you for school holidays, for a rest for teachers and children and parents. We pray, Lord, that this time will strengthen family relationships and bring healing and restoration to broken homes. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of free will. Help us to choose wisely to follow you and not the idols of the world. Like the boat on a short rope attached to a pillar, so too let us be on a short rope attached to you. Lord, we thank you for the Olympic Games and the athletes in Tokyo. Keep them safe as they await, awaited a long time to fulfill their dreams. The Lord is here. His Spirit is with us. Lord, we thank you and we pray for our rulers of the world, for bishops, for priests and deacons, for Her Majesty our Queen and those in authority under her, for our government in Wales, England and Scotland. We pray for our families and local clergy, the Reverend Dr. Adrian and Claire, Reverend Glenn and Beryl, Reverend Andrew and Jill, 
and Elizabeth Aule Reader. We pray for boldness and courage as they revere your holy name as they face their jobs. Lord, we thank you for Global Mothers Union and volunteers. We give you thanks and praise for our food banks and for being a source of hope to so many. Lord, we pray you continue to encourage and bless them as they bless others by giving of their love and wholeness. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. Lord, we thank you for the gift of technology, helping us to reach our loved ones and taking your gospel of love and truth to all nations. Lord, we thank you for our church family. We pray especially for those undergoing brutal chemotherapy treatment. Comfort them through the ups and downs of this time. Lord, we pray for church wardens, for PCC members, for ushers, for stewards, and all those involved in remedying the water leak in our church in the parish of Lacharangosainan. Lord, we thank you for our police force, our healthcare workers, our nurses and doctors, scientists. We pray your guidance, wisdom, and protection over them. Lord, we pray for prisoners and those working in prisons, for the addicted to drugs, alcohol, and gambling. Lord, we pray for displaced children living on the streets. Lord, we pray for refugees, the homeless, the orphans, the widows, for the lonely, for the anxious, the suicidal, the persecuted, for those living in fear of COVID, for those living in this for those living in the sting of rejection, for those who are very poorly and will breathe their last breath today, for lives departed, may they rest in peace and rise in glory. We pray for the bereaved, those who have lost jobs and businesses, those who have lost everything by natural disasters. Lord, we pray for hope, healing, revival and restoration, physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually for them. Lord, we know you are an unending supply of hope in the midst of uncertainty and failure. Lord, we place our trust in you to bring them success through their situations. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. And finally, we thank you, Lord, for so many blessings every day. For our discussions, for our visions, our decisions, our finances, and your presence in it all. Lord, we thank you for a baby's sweet smile, a phone call from a friend, a flower blossoming in the crack of a wall. All these beautiful gifts remind us of your love for us. Fill our hearts with gratitude as you bless us every day. And as the prodigal son said, I will arise and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I pray for forgiveness. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been great to have your company. As a new week begins, remember that we're always here for you. If there's anything we can do, if there's any support we can offer, please be in touch with us. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. As a new week begins then, let me pray for God's blessing over you, your family and all those that you know and love. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.